Hello on this snowy Friday and welcome back to Brooklyn Boatworks Student Boatcast. This episode is a lovely interview turned conversation with Michael and Shifa. They cover everything under the sun from quarantine to a sailing trip to pretty much the meaning of life. So get ready for a good one. So I'm Shifa from Boatworks, been with Boatworks three years. I'm an instructor and a podcast maker and a general events person. I'm at Hunter College. Um, I'm an art student and my skills transferred into woodwork. I'm Michael. I was an alumni from Boatworks. I was a part of their program. Uh, 2015 was my launch date and they just keep inviting me back and I keep doing things like, you know, I may be an alumni from the like initial program, but like, I feel like I'm still like a part of it. I love that. And um, do you feel like hands-on learning and what Boatworks teaches has impacted your life? A lot, definitely. I like to brag to people that I got to do this. Um, honestly, I feel like it should be um, available to like everybody. You know, building a boat and working as a team. And you got to do more than just build a boat, right? You actually sailed on one. Yeah. Yeah, I got to sail on the boat that I, um, the boat that we made. And I also sailed on the Oliver Hazard Perry, gigantic shell ship, <laughs> a couple of years ago. It was that. I gotta say, it was one of the best trips of my life. Like a week from Boston to Maine. What did you end up doing when you were on it? Um, not sleeping. I'll tell you that. There <laughs> <laughs> was no sleeping. Boat washes were crazy. They would wake us up to do different shifts, and we had to go check the boat. Sometimes, um, hoisting the, oh my god, the sails. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rope pulling. I definitely say I got a lot of calluses from that. <laughs> We also got to do a bunch of like you know, a bunch of different things. Like we got to go to sail to like different islands. I think we went to Cape Cod. That was awesome. You know, um, I never been there, so. Were you ready for it, or did it uh, catch you by surprise? I think the whole experience just caught me by surprise. I mean, like I I went in there, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never done anything like it. So I packed like two weeks worth of clothes because like, what if I like? So I don't know. I had every contingency plan. Yeah, and then like meeting these people. I knew nobody on that boat, but I felt like, you know, we were all really good friends at the end of it. Like, there were um, nothing like I expected. Everybody was really cool, chill. There were no cell phones allowed either. So that was definitely an adjustment, especially for a teenager. It was like, it was like a bond made. So where you were in a contained environment for about a week. Do yeah. you think having that experience helped you right now when it came to lockdown? Hmm. Well, I like to say yes, but truthfully, quarantine, it took everybody by, by storm, you know. I don't think anybody was truly ready for it. Everybody um, kind of went through their own little, I guess, crucible during quarantine, you know, between not being able to see your friends, maybe not having provisions, or just, uh, you know, different types of depression that people got. So, I mean, it was very hard. I have to say that it was easier to keep myself a little more entertained doing that. Because I remember on the boat that, you know, not having like any electronics, I would go and like I would read a book or, you know, maybe I'll just like, well, talk to somebody. But <laughs> that, that I guess evolved into like calling people on the phone. I like to think it helped me, but quarantine was an entirely different animal in itself. Do you mind talking a little bit about your quarantine experiences? Sure. Tell me how you've been doing lately with quarantine and the way that 2020 has changed your life. Um, 
2020 definitely this year has been just one a giant roller coaster, and it just feels like it's been going down. But <laughs> it, it it changed me. I think it changed me for the better. I mean, in the beginning of quarantine, I was I got really depressed. I mean, I couldn't see anybody. Um, I couldn't see my girlfriend, my friends. You know, I wasn't going to school, so I was doing really bad in school. And I know that this story is true for a lot of people, but I like to say that towards the end, once I've acclimated and once you realize that this isn't going to last forever and eventually there will be, you know, like a vaccine or, you know, something to lift us out of this, things will get better. And all you have to do is like, if you go through a little bit of it now, you know, you have something to look forward to, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. What are you looking forward to most when all um, of this is out of the way? <laughs> um, man. Going into a store without a mask. I mean, I work in a grocery store. I work at um, a supermarket as a cashier. So just like wearing a mask all day, I'm, I'm used to it and it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people. But like sometimes I'll get little, um, I guess like the marks, like, you know, when you wear glasses and you get the marks on your nose, bridge your nose. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'll get that like around because my, some of my masks fit tight. You know, I want to be safe. That's definitely going to be a big plus. Um, not for a while though, at least. Maybe going out like like a large group of friends, having like big parties, you know. Thanksgiving this year was definitely underwhelming. <laughs> it was uh, four people. I'm used to having like 12 people in my house and a big family feast. So I, I look forward to that the most. The holidays are definitely really different for a lot of people and they're bringing up yeah. a lot of emotions right now. For sure. Christmas is soon, so I wonder how that's going to be. I'm kind of excited. Do you celebrate Christmas? I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just um, for fun, I guess, because we grew up here and I love um, trees and the lights and everything, the marketplaces. I miss it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Decorations everywhere. Mm -hmm. I see some lights behind you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Julie sets it up nice over here. It's a, the whole house is decked out with Christmas, it feels like. Yeah. Plus, if the snowstorm came. So. How do you normally celebrate and how is it going to adjust for this year? I definitely won't see as much as my family. Usually before Christmas, me and my family get together maybe the weekend before or, you know, a couple of days before. And we have like a big Christmas party at my uncle's place. But this year, it's probably just going to be, you know, me and my immediate family. Wake up on Christmas morning, get all my gifts. It's, it's going to be new because I had to spend it a little more with my friends this year, too. I mean, I know I'm quarantining, but... um. I'll be able to see my girlfriend or like my best friend and we can go and have like a little Christmas get together of our own. It's gonna be nice. How are you gonna celebrate Christmas? I'm gonna weirdly miss Christmas, even as a Muslim woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a um it, it's such a fun holiday and I, I'm definitely gonna miss spending it with my friends, but I'm just gonna hang out with some family and potentially watch the Polar Express. Polar Express. <laughs> I love that. Movie. Movie. <laughs> have some hot chocolate. Are you still doing any hands-on woodworking, any hobbies related to boatworks? Kind of. I picked up um, over the quarantine, I guess over the summer, really. I started skateboarding with my buddy, and we, I, I can't say that we're good at all, you know? <laughs> I, I wish I could do any tricks, but I can't. We have a lot of fun finding old boards and like fixing them up getting new parts for them. We just did that recently. We built a new skateboard, so that's fun. As you know, I love skateboarding, so I'm yeah. glad to hear that. How long have you been skateboarding for? I did it on and off with some friends. And then when I decided I would seriously try to learn, uh, a friend of mine 
took me and I ended up falling <laughs> at a very steep angle. Oh god. Um broke broke my leg pretty bad. I needed surgery. You better now? So, Are you still on a skateboard? I'm better now, but I'm still going to physical therapy and I'm not allowed to skateboard for another You're not allowed to skateboard. Six months. <laughs> Oh my god! Probably another six months. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. You know, it's an extreme sport. But that's the thing. The world is dangerous right now. Breathing is dangerous. Breathing is. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find the risks that we're willing to take. Yeah, that's true. So I definitely think I will skateboard again. How'd you pick it up? I was visiting my uncle for the first time in like months, and he came over to my house. We're outside with mask on and everything. And he brings his skateboard and he's like, hey, you should try this out. And I, I've skateboarded before, but I always felt because I had no idea how to do it. But after like an evening practicing with him, I got like really into it. And I wound up buying my own. It was something that I could do, do casually or I can try to learn tricks. Eventually it became like second nature and I just, I can ride now everywhere. Mm-hmm. I went to a skate park for the first time the other day. It was, whew, it was scary. A lot of people there knew exactly what they were doing and I'm trying to skate down the ramp. I wound up falling in the first five minutes (laughs) i think it's really great how now that we're in quarantine we are holding on to hobbies and finding Mm -hmm. new passions that we might not have discovered otherwise i am a lot less scared of what other people are going to think of me that's good i'm yeah I, i definitely think that people are trying new things i see people failing at things outside all the time and i don't judge them and i'm sure they don't judge me anymore yeah, a lot of people would think that with quarantine that um, you would kind of like go back into like your cell and become like more. But I've seen a lot of self-growth through people. You know, they're, they're less afraid, um, more interested, more, I guess, engaging. Yeah, and this podcast might not have come about without quarantine. Really? We needed a way to connect with each other and with students and with other people. And we decided it would be a great project. I remember um, I just did the storytelling. Oh, the story, the story studio, <laughs> um, with Gail and the whole team there. It was really, it was a great experience. That was really fun. Storytelling as a whole is definitely a lot more complicated than anybody would think. I mean, you go to your friends and you tell stories, and you can talk and talk, but like when you're trying to do it in a way that's like more for everybody, and you're trying to like really get the audience to envision what you felt and what you did, it's definitely, it's an art. And I'm nowhere near mastering it, but it was great to like learn some things from somebody who was very um, proficient in the area. You know, meeting um, meeting the other students. A lot of them were younger than me, but it was still cool hearing their stories and what they had to say. Some some um, somebody had like a crazy story, and I won't share it because I don't know if they want to say it. But um, it was definitely like heartbreaking, but also like you can just tell that they had like a will of steel. Sharing experiences, telling stories is kind of at the core of what connects us as humanity. And when we step away from that, when we stop telling our own story or stop listening to other people, we kind of, that's how we isolate ourselves from the world. I wonder if you'd be willing to tell me the story that you were working on. Sure, sure. I um, My story was about my um, my experience going to counties as a, as a, a person who runs track and i just told i told him about how i grew and uh, i was like super shocked to find out that i made it in the first place so i just trained my butt off and i was just like 
how I went from being super anxious and just letting all this um, fear, um, feelings of fear and anxiety build up. But um, once I finally got there and I ran, all that went away. And I just wound up feeling um, relief and the wind in my face. I think the crux of my story was how hard work does pay off and don't doubt yourself that like, you know, if you really continue to persevere and practice, you can achieve what you want. I know at Boatworks, we talk about our values a lot. Do you want to talk about your values or things that are important to you? Um, I guess what's most important to me now, and this leaves me for sounding cliche, but connecting with people. I mean, I've lost, I've, I, I wouldn't say like, let's say lost, but I haven't talked to a lot of people that, you know, I thought that I would be like friends with forever. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really connect with people during these times. I know that restrictions are getting they're like lighter. You can go see more people now. It's still very hard to get in touch. You know, I just want, I just feel like everybody should um, put more of an effort. And then that's um, really going to help us alleviate all those feelings. It would definitely take the pressure off. You talked a lot about community building. Where did you learn that sense of community? Was that something that you were born with? Is it something you learned from your family or surroundings? I think um, just from like my experiences as a whole, I grew up in, um, I guess, like not a very good, like in a more impoverished part of Brooklyn. <laughs> so I was always like taught to like share and kind of like, you know, becoming one. Being close with um, your family was always like built into me. And I took that on. So like when I got into like more real world experiences and I was meeting new people and I was like, we do fundraisers and I got to do things like um, wrap gifts for families that um, didn't, weren't able to give their kids gifts, you know? So do um, organizations like Key Club and Skills USA and Boatworks, like, you know, Boatworks is always getting involved with the community one way or another. Like the summer sailing program was great. Kind of like, it was, it was all instilled to me as it grew. I'm so glad. I mean, we're really lucky to have someone like you who's been involved in so many communities and now is advocating for other people. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to do this again. Yeah, we'd definitely love to have you. So I'll definitely follow up. Thank you for coming on to our podcast, Michael. Have a wonderful holiday. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next time.